Welcome again. I'm Judy DL and I'm a radioactive cockroach. Now, if this is your first visit to Radioactive Cockroach, you deserve a bit of an explanation about that identity. Those of us who live with the impact of sexual assault know what it is to feel a little bit cockroachy, like we should just scuttle back under the fridge. We also know what it's like to feel a bit radioactive, that people might recoil from us, like we can maybe cause some kind of unseen harm. But we are also, as radioactive cockroaches, the ultimate survivors. We avoid explicit and triggering details here, but if anything you hear today, or anywhere else for that matter, raises worrying issues for you or for someone you love, we encourage you to call in Australia 1-800-RESPECT. There's more information at the end of the show on our podcast feed and on our Facebook page. Meanwhile, take it easy and take care of each other. We're all in and out now. It's a COVID hokey pokey jive. One's locked in and the others are out. Masks on, masks off and shake it all about. And I'm compliant. I'm lining up and having all of my jabs. Then hanging out here at the microphone. Feeling safe and well and thankful and glad. But we're all in and out now. I'm catching up with all of my mates, but it's Zoom for all of you in hard lockdown or overseas or interstate. <laughs> vegan. Can I uh, just... Vegan. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm not. Yeah, cockroaches. Stutzo's not happy. <laughs> vegan, vegan, plant-based food. She, she's um, breaking her own rule, which is, can't complain, but, you know, here we are. And now it's time for the Ellen Stutzo. Yes, I can't complain, can't complain. But going to complain. Going to complain. Going to complain. But you're not complaining about the gig that you've invited no, me to and no. I'm going to. Uh, it's, uh, it should be a really good night. It's uh, our, our first big kick out for the Awkward Giraffe. Now, I've always thought that's a really good name for something almost as good as Radioactive Cockroach. You want to tell us about the Awkward Giraffe? Yeah, it's it's a non-profit that was set up with the savings uh, to Eurydice Dixon left after her death. Okay, so she'd, she'd been a frugal... She'd been a saver. Eurydice died just on three years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she, was, um, she was stalked and murdered between a gig at the Highlander that had gone really well and uh, just before arriving at her home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we're, we're doing this at the Highlander and we're doing uh, a thing called Yes All Women because yeah. that was her favourite gig yeah. uh, where only women got up and, and, and it was just a whole uh, card of women and it was something that she really loved and, yeah, uh, we're really looking forward to it. We've got a lot of people that have said they're coming. That's great, except for the headliner. We'll get her another time. <laughs> but, you know, headliner. people do get sick. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I was beyond disappointed. 
to say the least. <laughs> We're going to have a good time anyway. We're going to have such a good time. Stutzo's even going to have a drink. I am. Yeah, and she's going to stay the night with me in town so she doesn't have to drive home. Exactly. One, because I'm responsible, and two, because usually having two drinks is about my limit. It's about mine, yeah. (laughs) I start running around going, (laughs) ha, I become quite intensive in my talking. Yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed. (laughs) Um, I tend to, I have been told by comedians that uh, if I do have a drink before I perform, yeah, that I am funnier. Now, I'm not sure whether it loosens me up and I become better at, uh, you know, improvisational sorts of things or whether... You're so bad, you're hilarious. Exactly. (laughs) No, no, I think you would just come across as happier. But the alcohol in the comedy scene is a little bit of a trap. Absolutely. Some people uh, do drink to excess. Most often not... Before they get on stage, mm. uh, but afterwards. Afterwards, the, the bon homie. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's hard not to, to, you know, I've had some wonderful evenings after a gig where mm. uh, even if I wasn't drinking, uh, just sitting around with other comedians, having a chat and whatever, the thing that's always amused me is in any other profession, when you start talking about work... You talk about your best outcome, the best job you did, not comedians. We all sit around talking about our worst ever gig. You know, the <laughs> I got I just Hannah Gadsby. I was listening to a, a panel show that, the other day that she was on in the UK. A few of her worst gigs were shared, and my favourite was that they they slow clapped her off the stage, and she fell into the rhythm of. The clapping <laughs> <laughs> with her routine. With lots of palm trees, a dog or two and a barbecue for hours down the side, and veggies by the fence, all in birds, backyard, in birds, backyard. Oh, Don Burke. I was never a particular gardening type person anyway although Don Burke was so ubiquitous at one point you know his show was on every week and then you had the vet that was on the show Dr Harry well, got we, his yeah. own show yeah we love Dr Harry in our house See, with our yeah. kids yeah yeah it, it was a pity that <laughs> Mr Burke turned out to be such a loser Super excited. I've got a girl crush on you. Hands up oh, straight away. I've got I think girl- we all do. <laughs> yeah. I've got a girl crush on you too, but I think we should see other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, first of all, we'll talk about your book in a moment. What a huge week for you guys on 7.30. Look, the amount of work that has gone into that Don Burke investigation by the team that's been doing it has just been absolutely unbelievable, as you'd imagine, because mm. you have to make sure you have dotted mm. every I and crossed yep. every T for stories like that. Um, and so it has just been so absolutely rigorous Um, and so a huge amount of work but also rewarding in that you know that there's a lot of people who have been hurt and who are pleased that finally that story has been able to go out. Okay cockroaches please welcome to the Highlander stage 
Rachel Unicum. I think Australia should start coming up with its own Australian-specific shows, right? That sounds fair. So I've had a bit of a think about this and I've come up with a couple of pitches that I want to sell to you. So the first one, uh, the TV show is called Don't Be a Burke, okay? So this is a gardening show where we get a bunch of male gardeners to work with some female contestants to design the best outdoor garden space. The catch is the winner of the show is actually the gardener, the male gardener, who generates the least sexual harassment claims. <laughs> but I was, I was looking back and thinking, oh, what? I know he harassed a whole lot of women, but what actually happened to him in the end? And in the end, I think it was just disgrace, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just disgrace. I mean, the, the, the thing I remember is that he said that it wasn't his fault that he did it because he had diagnosed himself with Asperger's. Oh, did and he, re- did he seriously was, say that? Yes, he did. He, oh. he did. He Because he, 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 obviously a whole heap of women, Debbie Byrne and Toddy Goldsmith and... And a whole lot of executives one. came out too, didn't they, and said, no, 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 yep. no, we saw it, we heard it, yeah, it's all true. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Carlton was there too. Yeah, saying, Mike yeah, Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, so by this time he's sort of, I guess, backpedalling and his first thing was, well, well, wasn't really my fault. I, I diagnosed myself with Asperger's and it's, it's, it's in my genes. Oh, welcome. I can't help it. Uh, it, it turned out to be just about the worst thing he could possibly say. So he got pretty much shouted down um, and there was he made some comments about a woman whose name eludes me and she attempted to sue him for defamation, but she actually lost the case on the grounds that the judge said, Nothing that this man says can be taken seriously. Yeah, no, you can only be defamed if your reputation is likely to have been diminished by what this man said. And essentially, he's a laughing stock. So he walked out saying, Oh, well, I, I think I won that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what they call a Pyrrhic victory? I think so. Yes, so several years on, a reputation so tarnished that it'll get a belly laugh and get it fast. So, Judy, it was a good night at the Highlander. Were you hungry at the end of it? Did you cope? Did the I pots coped, help? I coped. So, you know, I did recover from the vegan. Uh, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I had to admit to myself that I consumed vegan food and enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to future Awkward Giraffe events and I presume you'll be letting us know. I shall. I shall keep everybody in the loop. There's a few things on the burner over the next few months. So That's great. And can know, people find that on a website at all? They can. They can find it on the, uh, if you go to the awkwardgiraffe.com.au website you'll find all the deets there you'll find all the gigs that we'll get back to as soon as we get out of this hard lockdown and also there's a little button you can click to add to your see dixon savings and help carry these young women forward um her dad's really delighted i gather her father jeremy yeah. is yeah is enjoying seeing these young women do what eurydice was hoping to do yeah yeah he's taking a lot of pleasure in that So all steam ahead and this will be uh, just a really nice way to remember.
Okay, cockroaches, it's time now to step into the spotlight. The spotlight's what I call it when we step into processes, when we step into therapy, when we make disclosures, when we face what happened to us and its impact upon us. The spotlight swings on to you. It can do it for many reasons, but it's always a bit shriveling. Today we're featuring a poem written by a man who has made disclosures and endured the processes. He's written a number of poems and and given us his permission to record and upload them and share them with you in the hope that they will help you to develop some insight into yourself. This is a poem from one part of his journey. I think he's moved on a bit from here. I've asked Greg Fleet to read it aloud for us. Before you listen... Always remember that these things can impact upon you in ways that you can or cannot anticipate. And if you find yourself in need of guidance or support, please make sure that you avail yourselves of one of the following resources. 1-800-RESPECT in Australia the Samaritans on 11-61-23 in the UK and in the US 1800 273-TALK These and other resources are on our Facebook page and podcast feed. So come on cockroaches, let's step into the spotlight. I live in a prison within me, with all the prison traits, walls, abuse, confinement, but my prison has no gates. I don't know what my sentence is, or even what it's for. Not sure how long I've been here, about 30 years or more. The guards in here are just the same as any other jail. They let you think you can succeed, then they make sure you fail. I often sit and think and plan, escape, must be a way, but after every failed attempt, back with a longer stay. I have applied to be paroled, parole would be my saviour, but the answer is always the same, consider your behaviour. I was reflecting on that poem so generously shared with us and as happens with me a response started forming in my own mind and I was reflecting on not just the jailers but they've been locksmiths in my life and I guess I was thinking of lawyers, counsellors, therapists, all those people on the journey and I was thinking... Turns out it's never too late. There is a prison within me. 
But the jailers have lost their power. I turned my face to the locksmiths. They all charge by the hour. They slowly dismantled the hinges and locks. We winced as the door hit the floor. With pounding heart I emerged through the dust. What comes after such a before? There's still a prison within me. There's a haunting stench from that cell. But I faced my unrepentant guards. Fuck off and go to hell. The prison within. It's common to talk about the wounded child within and bringing some healing to the wounded child, the wounded adolescent, the wounded young person. I got to thinking of it as a babushka doll. Sometimes one of our little dolls rattles a bit. It lets us know that it's still broken. It's never too late to bring some healing. It may not be perfect. But it'll be there. Tim Minchin says it better than I do. This is a song about that that feeling I think we all get sometimes, um, where you feel like you're the smallest doll in a babushka doll. (laughs) This is my earth And I live in it It's one third dirt and two thirds water And it rotates and revolves through space At rather an impressive pace And never even messes up my hair (laughs) And here's a really weird thing The force created by its spin Is the force that stops the chaos Flooding in This is my earth And it's fine It's where I spend the vast majority of my time It's not perfect But it's mine It's not perfect This is my country And I live in it It's pretty big and Nice to walk on And the bloke who runs my country Has built a demagoguery And taught us to be fearful and boring And the weirdest thing is that he is Conservative of politics But really rather radical of eyebrows <laughs> This is my country And it's fine It's where I spend the vast majority of my time It's not perfect But it's mine 
Try to fill it up with wine And the weirdest thing about it is I spend so much time hating it But it never says a bad word about me This is my body And it's fine It's where I spend the vast majority of my Time. It's not perfect, but it's mine. It's not perfect. This is my brain, <laughs> and I live in it. It's made of love and bad song lyrics <laughs> It's tucked away behind my eyes where all my screwed up thoughts can hide Cause God forbid I hurt somebody And the weirdest thing about a mind is that every answer that you find is the basis of a brand new cliche This is my brain and it's fine it's where i spend the vast majority of my time it's not perfect but it's mine it's not perfect but it's mine it's not perfect Quite sure I've worked out how to work it. It's not perfect, but it's mine. 
Nothing's ever perfect, but it can be healed or healing. It can be protected and loved. When Sleedy came to my studio to record the poem, he noticed a couple of toys that I keep there. They sit and they gaze out the window over the streets of Melbourne. Snoopy and Woodstock, and he was commenting on what good friends they always were, but he had a really important question about their safety. Over to you, Fleety. But this is basically, um, it's, a, it's pretty much a, uh, you could almost call it like dark magic, which we're about to, <laughs> we're about to give two stuffed animals shields, which is, um, if you've ever had a stuffed animal, I've done this to over, I'm, I'm a, uh, it's almost like um, the Catholic Church, you know, I'm, I'm a qualified, uh, what do they call the people that, an exorcist, you know, like, except I, it's basically to give a soft animal, if you've ever wondered how they don't get hurt when they're, you know, thrown across a room or people step on them or whatever, and we're talking about stuffed toys here, um, I, I give them a shield. And I've done this to over 500, I reckon, in my life, from all the ones I had as a child to all the ones my, my daughter had as a child, um, and, you know, friends or, you know, stuffed animals I've seen around. I've done it I've done it to people, stuffed animals, that they're not even aware that I've done it to, and I've left that person who's no longer even part of my life. They never found out that I gave their stuffed toy a shield. And what it does is you basically, uh, I have to kiss them um, three times and say you have a shield at a certain volume, and then three times at a quieter volume, and then three times silently. And that's, so nine times for each animal, and they then have a shield or all time. So they can be thrown across a room, they can be sat on, they can be stepped on, they can be left alone and they don't get hurt. So there you go. So I'm giving Snoopy and Woodstock shields here on air and it's done like this. Okay, Snoopy first. You have a shield. 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 Okay, that's nine for Snoopy and now Woodstock's. Hi, Woodstock. How are you going? Yeah. You have a shield. 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 There you go. These two guys are set for life. They're ready to go. I don't know how they've lasted this long, frankly, because they look like they're at least, oh, at least 25 years old. 35. 35? Yeah, okay. I don't know how they've made it this long without uh, shields, but lucky they're getting them very late in life. They're probably like, you wouldn't got no idea what it's like. I've lived 35 years with a broken leg and I've had my neck crushed, but they're all right now. So that's it. Uh, if you need to give an animal a shield, that's how you do it. You kiss them nine times, descending volume, blah, blah, blah. afternoon or evening cockroaches as the case may be whenever you're listening to us i'm judy stutz with me i have rachel unicum a local comedian and today we're inviting you to sit back and have a bit of a relax and a laugh at a dickhead an asshole who also happens to be a criminal lay down the burden of your heart I know 
It's too heavy. It's too heavy. Put it down. Here. Here. It's lighter when you let go, isn't it? Rachel, welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Judy. Oh, it was no trouble at all. As I sort of indicated to you, uh, I wanted to talk today about a fellow that I, I saw in the news who uh, basically had been upskirting his employees. He got a little camera mm-hmm. and he'd put it under every female's desk. Lovely. And said he preferred ladies to wear skirts of to course. the office, of course, and had been doing it for some years. Right. And only got caught when uh, the office moved and somebody went, oh, oh, oh. found the cameras. Right. And uh, in court, when asked, well, you know, this is not good, have you anything to say? He said, well, I don't know why they're so upset. I mean, this all happened years ago. Mm. They should just, you know, they should be over it now. Yeah. And so you shouldn't send me to jail. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I read that and I thought, you mongrel, you asshole. Yep. And every other thing. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this this amazing, unbelievable... uh, Defence of his? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, I do, actually. You're right, um... You think maybe that uh, I'd benefit from being a bit less hung up about all this, and I think you'd benefit from being more hung up by your testicles. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That, that could be a good one to try. Yeah, so I, I had another one actually in terms of... Um, Lay it on me. Yeah, someone telling you that you should be over uh, something. I guess I'm still just waiting for Sigmund Freud to arrive on an Olympic champion equestrian horse to help me get over it. Fingers crossed that this is my lucky year. <laughs> that's very good. So that's another one <laughs> you're welcome to use out there in the world. And the magistrate said, I wasn't going to give you a jail term, but uh, because you've shown no remorse whatsoever, yeah. um, I'm here's sorry, here's, yeah. here's a nice jail term for you to think about uh, having some remorse. Yeah. And um, at which point... He didn't get over it. He broke into tears. Oh, the tear defence. Yeah. The crocodile tears. The crocodile tears. Oh, yes. Yes, very common. Those crocodile tears ain't gonna work this time on me. I don't know what they do in prisons. I guess they lock you up, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to see the universe. Well, I mean, I, I know going to jail is, is, is not a good thing. The universe should should actually say, this dude needs more. I mean, the courts, they can do what they can do, but, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to have a bit of the old karma step in that everybody talks about. It'd be nice if that uh, came to fruition for some people, wouldn't it? I know it's only... It would. Got any thoughts on, 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 on the karma that you'd call down on this guy? Let the punishment fit. Let the punishment fit. Let the punishment fit the crime, the crime, the crime. I guess a, a little accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's all. Something in the laundry presser? Yes. Be good. Uh, 
Um, if he was to have his privacy violated in some way, perhaps he'd have a better understanding. Um, and maybe prison will bring that for him. You know, he might not get a lot of privacy in prison. Well, he was very upset because the court released his name. Ah. <laughs> oh dear, there'll be some <laughs> I hate dance <laughs> Facebook pages out there, or whatever his name might be. For the record, don't know the <laughs> defense. A live stream of him in jail? Yep. Invade, the, invade his, his privacy. privacy. Yeah, completely. Uh, uh, no more toilet breaks without the world watching. Uh, that seems fair. That seems fair. A live crossover of, of him crying in his bunk. Yep, yep. Biffo, the axe murderer, <laughs> as his uh, cell, cellmate. Cellmate, yeah. Saying, yep. hey, mate. My object all sublime, I shall achieve in time. Let the punishment fit the crime, the punishment fit the crime. And make it prisoner pent, unwillingly represent the source of innocent merriment of innocent merriment. That's a good start, I reckon. <laughs> that is a good start. I know it's only Well, thank you very much. It's just been great talking to you and just having a little giggle about this fellow. Yes. Um, have you got any uh, gigs lined up or anything like that coming up that you no, want to publicise? No, I can't actually say that I do. Um, uh, thank COVID you. Kind thank of, you. COVID has done yep, a lot has done a, a lot of damage there. So um, trying to get back into the swing of it, hopefully, over the next few months now that things are starting to come back. There you go, cockroaches. You will recall from the beginning, she's back on the mic. Rachel Unicum, thank you. My pleasure. It's been lovely. Oh, well, thank you, Rachel and Judy, for that bit of comic relief. I enjoyed editing that one up. It won't come as a surprise to the cockroaches out there that I enjoy gathering sound clips. I think they can soften the tone around some hard stuff. And one of the hard things that we haven't addressed is how so many of us cockroaches live with a not-proved finding after a so-called she-said-he-said or they-said-she-said or she-said-she-said or he-said-he-said, but most often she-said-he-said. The accused most usually proclaims they've been exonerated and the complainant very often feels they've been disbelieved and found to be a liar. The actuality is there was a not proved finding. They weren't able to get over that high bar of reasonable doubt. I've got no qualms about correcting people's language on that one. When they stumble into language such as exonerated and innocent. It's not proved, everyone. But I did stumble on this clip. And some can't remember what others recall. Fuck all those perfect people. Sleepy eyes waltzing through. Talking 
you'll agree, that's a really nice waltz time, a really nice lullaby and a really nice sentiment. I thought it belonged after the cockroach relief that Judy and Rachel have given us and as I was sinking into the the really sweet waltz time of it, I remembered another song. Fuck all those perfect people. Let's go dancing. I went to his room in the middle of the night. I tiptoed inside and I turned on the light. But to my dismay, he was nowhere inside. And I'm sure Uncle Walter went waltzing that night. He goes wah, 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 waltzing with bears. Raggy bears, shaggy bears, baggy bears too. And there's nothing on earth Uncle Walter won't do. So he can go waltzing, wah, 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 waltzing. He can go waltzing, go waltzing with bears. Mom bought Uncle Walter a new suit to wear but when he comes in it's all covered with hair and lately I've noticed there's several new tears and I'm sure Uncle Walter's been waltzing with bears he goes wah 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 waltzing with bears raggy bears shaggy bears baggy bears too and there's nothing on earth Uncle Walter won't do So he can go waltzing Wah-wah-wah-waltzing He can go waltzing Go waltzing with bears I told Uncle Walter That he should be good And do all the things That I said that he should But I know that he'd rather Be off in the And I'm afraid that I'll lose him I'll lose him for good He goes wah-wah-wah-wah-wah Waltzing with bears Raggy bears, shaggy bears, baggy bears too And there's nothing on earth Uncle Walter won't do So he can go waltzing I begged and I pleaded with Uncle Walter to stay And I managed to keep him inside for a day But the bears all barged in and they took him away Now he's dancing with pandas and I can't understand it But the bears all demand at least one waltz a day But last night when the moon rose We crept down the stairs He took me to dance Where the bears have their lair We danced in a bear hug With nary a care It all feels like flying There is no denying And now my pajamas are covered with hair We go wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-w
Uncle Walter won't do. So he can go waltzing, wa-wa-wa-waltzing. He can go waltzing, go waltzing with bears. Take it easy. Sleep well when you can. And may your dreams be filled with loved, fleety-shielded, dancing companions. See you next time.